Hello and welcome to episode 84 of the Unrenowned Podcast where we talk about Siege, what we like about Siege. What we don't like about Siege. I'm Ryan. I'm Chris. Say it again. I'm Chris. Yeah, that was more enthusiastic. I like it. Uh, Well, (laughs) Ryan pissed me off right before we started. He he said I ruined his life. True. It's like, these are true facts. Yeah, when you were 10 years old, I was the best thing that happened to your life. Let's be real. Actually, I was nine years old. Okay, well, when you were nine years old, Anyway, anyway, this is the Siege podcast. And we talk um, about Siege. We talk about Siege. We like about Siege. Uh, there is a new game mode that just like popped up in Siege. We got on to play one night and all of a sudden it was like, oh, hey, there's a new game mode here. So we've yeah. got an arcade mode called Attrition. It's we'll, it's uh, actually... Oh, yeah, I'll, I'll run it down real fast. So Attrition, I've got the game open right now, so I may as well just read to you exactly what it says. Do it. So it's, I'm not playing the game, just disclaimer. This time I'm not playing while we're podcasting, which let's be honest, that made a better podcast, did it not, Ryan? Don't you think? It's, I mean, it's arguable. Did, okay, wait, hold on. Did you, how many, how much did you have to cut out while I was playing? Did you notice anything or not really? Zero. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> it made the podcast better. Anyway, so attrition, it's 5v5, three minute rounds, bomb matches. So basically you have ranked rules. It does go up to like the ranked um, number of, rounds to play but then there's no pick and ban and it's regular maps it's not ranked maps um the thing with this one so it, it's in this arcade winning is the challenge which i'm not sure why that's duh every t- every time a team wins a round the operator selected on that round remain locked for the team for the rest of the match it's time to switch up things and see who else you can play with so basically let's say i'm playing echo one defense round and we win that defense round echo is now locked for our entire team along with all the operators that we picked if you lose the round, you can play the operators again. So any operator you win with, you're locked for the rest of the game with that operator. Yeah. Uh, it's pretty cool. Um, let's let's finish breaking down our uh, what we're going to do here, and then we'll talk more about it. Um, so also, they put out an anti-cheat blog, just kind of like what they're doing about cheating. So we'll talk about that really quick. Chris has a nice Reddit post to share with us this week. Reddit post of the week is back. Just for today. Uh, not necessarily. Sorry, I just took a quick swig of maw. I was tired. Oh, speaking of which, why don't you uh, run down what this whole Ma thing's about? Ma. Drinkma.com slash r6pod. Free trial. You pay shipping. That's it. And it's freaking... It's it's the best siege-induced energy... Siege-induced? That's not what nope. I'm going for. But it's a, it's an energy drink for gaming, and it works very well. They have two new flavors. Yes. Green Growl and, uh, and R.I.P. Harambe. Rip Harambe. <laughs> Yeah, which is very good. They're both actually very good. They're both better than Blue Buds. Oh yeah, they're both delicious. Uh, and a great naming scheme. R.I.P. Harambe. <laughs> Love it. Um, so go check those out. And uh, again, free trial at drinkma.com slash r6pod. That's drinkmaw.com slash r6pod. Okay. And then uh, our Discord discourse topic of the week is uh, headshots. One-shot headshots. Should one-shot headshots exist in Siege? So we'll talk about what the communities had to say about that and then our thoughts on it. Uh, and then we're doing spotlights. This is going to be a long episode. Holy crap! I just realized <laughs> we don't have time for this. Yeah, right. <laughs> we're going to do operator spotlights and then community questions, assuming that it, the podcast isn't already four hours at that point. So that's where we're headed, everybody. Uh, let's talk more about attrition. Attrition. How do you it's feel exactly about what it? I said? Before. How much have you played? It's it? really cool. I only played the couple of rounds matches that we. So we 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 only play one uh, match of this. I've played at least two games of it, I think. Then I probably played two. I think I played as many times as you've played. Um, but I mean, it's fun. Like I, I would definitely say it's fun. The 
what we really want and i'm surprised that they didn't go with because this is basically like a game mode that people have suggested for a long time is to have one where if an operator dies then that operator can't be played again so you have a you have a save like you actually have a reason to not rush in on a 1v4 because it's like okay i'm echo and we actually probably want to use echo the next round and so i'm just gonna i'll let them plant and get the win and i'll just hide with echo and i'll just let them have it because we want echo and so like that way actually makes some like this i feel like i'm not playing any different with this like maybe you're gonna be like okay well let's maybe we won't pick the really good operators for the first couple rounds we'll see what we can win and then we'll play the good operators later but it's like i don't know yeah i feel like the only difference here really comes like if you have a long game and like it gets to the point where it's like oh this is kind of weird like all our hard breachers are gone and uh like you might not choose two hard breachers on the same round or something, mm-hmm. but like, and then it gets to a point where it's like, oh, this is weird. Like, kind of all the default ops are gone, and so now, like, you know, instead of like a regular group, we're choosing like Oryx and uh, I don't know, like who would like Oryx Tachanka, Capkin, you know, like you just get like a really weird setup. Team comp, yeah. But that almost just feels like it'd be more interesting if they just like randomize the picks on every on every round right because like it's kind of just the same regular old game round around and like until you get to these mm-hmm. weird setup rounds at like at the end um yeah. so yeah like what you're saying like this is that's a game mode that our buddy taylor actually came up with and i'm sure other people have had similar ideas but we're yeah like you when the operator dies you lose that operator for the rest of the game and so then it like it becomes really interesting where i feel like it's almost like sort of an emulation of the uh the like siege what do they call that when they had that event uh where it was like the competition thing oh um Shiz. i can't remember what that's called now um anyway you guys know what we're talking about where they had that like arena thing was it called arena or something like that anyway they had that like arena that was like kind of like the organ map and and uh like the operators were coming to like compete or whatever and like i feel like mm-hmm a game mode like this where like once they died they were like out was would kind of like almost simulate that fantasy of like where it's a competition um and like it would be really cool because then like not only do you like would you like try to save an operator as opposed to like trying to win a 1v5 or something but like then it's even like on entry it's like okay we we blew open the thermite hole now maybe thermite just kind of hangs back safe and like tries to hold the angle as opposed to having thermite ever push in, you know, because like you yeah. want thermite again for next round. Um and things like that where it's like you know, uh Valkyrie is is not going to be the one trying to like get the spawn peak kills with her cool black eye cams. Instead, she's going to be like hunkering down in sight cuz you want those black eye cams next round. And so like then you get a really like interesting thing where people are playing even more as a team because like specific operators are more valuable to keep alive. Um I think that would be really, really cool. And I'm kind of sad that we got what we got instead of something like that. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I like I. I'm just I'm kind of surprised that they came up with this. Like, it seems like their idea almost spawned from that original idea of like ops die and then you don't get the op anymore. Yeah. And then they changed it to something that wasn't as exciting. I wonder if that's just easier to implement. You know, or like, I mean, yeah. there's a chance that they weren't even aware of the other idea or like whatever, or they just thought this other one Ryan, was good. We talked about the idea on the Underground podcast. They were aware. That is true. Um, but uh, this is this is what we like to call an, a half activated PP. <laughs> half half, half masked PP. Yep. Um, <laughs> so 
I don't know. Like it, it's not bad. Like it's fine, but I, I don't feel like it really brought anything to the game, which is kind of sad. We also just lied. I had said it was all the maps instead of the ranked map pool. It's just three. It's Clubhouse, Consulate, and Coastline. Oh, well, that's good because I feel like that kind of like that reduces the uh, the variables to a point yeah. where like maybe you can understand how to like mold that strategy a little bit more as you go. Yep. But what did you say with Consulate, a- Coastline? Consulate, Coastline, and Clubhouse. This, oh, this info, see. more info page that they have like on the screen does not tell you everything that I feel like you want to know about the game mode. Like it just, like it tells you five versus five. Like, okay, three minute rounds, bomb matches. Like, yes, but then it doesn't tell you like how many rounds does it go to. It shows the three maps in the picture, but it's not clear. Like it's only these three maps. Mm-hmm. On the, which it would be very... The blog post too, it's like very uh, light on like specific information. Yeah, like it would be nice if it just had a bullet point. I they, I think on the in in game it's more of a bullet point style list. But it'd be nice if it was just like bullet points, like this is the exact rules. Da 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 da. Right. But, uh, at least they chose only bomb. That's that's good. That was good. Anyway, do you, do you feel like that they should like try to f- make the other game modes more interesting, or should they just like just do what they're doing and just stick no, with bomb? I, I just think they don't worry about it. Would you be interested in a new game mode ever? Or is arcade I, like, like I think it'd be fun. I think that's kind have. of what arcade is to be honest. I think it's yeah. they might honestly be testing new game modes and trying new things out and being like, okay, people don't really like that. They don't like that. Yeah, which I guess they haven't really. Oh, I guess they tried the grand grand larceny was probably the one that was closest to an actual game mode that could have been implemented in the game. Yeah, um, which yeah. to be honest, I think if we, they had done that, is the the problem with that one is that it was only Hereford and it was it was destructible, completely destructible floor and everything, right? Which was mm-hmm. Siege and Alpha. Um, I think one of the best ways to have actually tested that, because what, what that did is it made it like you're playing the whole map. You're not just playing little section of map. You're playing the right. whole entire map. Right. And so that actually made it more of like a an interesting game mode. But the fact that you could destroy the floor changed that a lot. So it would be interesting to do Grand Larceny, but on something like Consulate or um, Clubhouse, where it just does random spawns of the things throughout the map, and it just like there's no destructible floors like it is. That also would have been a really interesting game mode to try bigger size teams, like yeah. a seven on seven or something, because you have to kind of defend the whole map. And so, like you could say, you know, these two guys defend this one, and like that. Um, that'd be a kind of interesting. That, that would be fun. Like you have a a um, vault not a vault what are they called safe yeah safe in like strip club or something you have two guys like defending strip and like okay we're we're just gonna let the strip one go like we we, ha- we have to defend three there's five of them we'll let strip go and we'll help defend these three because they're in better positions and on this yeah. i don't know I, I feel like that could have been a really interesting game mode probably yeah. not competitive but you know what would be really interesting for an arcade mode coming up would be something along the lines of like uh battlefield's rush um Oh, like yeah. they, they would have to do like a, a revamped map for it, but something where it's like you're defending one piece of the map and that's like, you know, that's its own like two or three minute round. And then like once you win or lose that, then like, like, I guess if you lose that, you have to fall back to the next portion of the map and try to defend that, you know, um, it'd be hard because Siege is more defender sided than attacker sided as it is. But right. like if they if they change it up somehow, like maybe like um offense gets a certain amount of respawns or something but anyway um let's talk about this anti-cheat blog okay you ready for you ready for it i'm ready for it go 
we do anti-cheat. Yeah. <laughs> That's basically it. Like, if, trust if, us. <laughs> if you want to, like, read the... Like, we're not going to read the blog to you because I don't, I don't think it's super interesting or intriguing or anything like that, but it's and a good we, read. We're if, not 100% sure, but we assume that our listener base knows how to read. Yeah, I, they should. I mean, part of why they listen to us is so we can tell them the patch notes um, because... I don't know. Anyway, uh, yeah, it's not like the most amazing thing. I, to be honest with you, they showed this graphic, and it, that's like a a roadmap basically, and it shows historic. It's a timeline. It shows like what they've done with cheating in the past, and it really shows how they've ramped up, like how they're dealing with cheating, like recently. And so, to be honest, what it kind of feels like is it's like a look. The game's not broken, and we are actually working on this. Like, trust us, we're trying. And look at all the things that we've done. Like, it's kind of like covering their own backs, kind of thing yeah and, and, and kind of like a point of like siege isn't dead like look we're banning twelve thousand people every single month for cheating we're banning that many for cheating mm-hmm. like that's how many are being banned so how many people do you think are freaking playing this game if we're banning twelve thousand every single month for cheating that like twelve thousand do you realize that's like how many people are playing rocket league at like 12 a.m Twelve thousand people yeah. Like that's how many people they're banning every month. So yeah, <laughs> the, the entire <laughs> like, Rocket League is, population. <laughs> nobody's and, nobody ever makes the argument Rocket League's broken. Siege isn't even close. So, yeah, I, yeah, I mean, and this is just common to any popular um, online game, especially shooters, where like cheating can um, can be less detectable, you know, than other game types, uh, and also um, like beneficial, right? Because like you're trying to cheat in like an RTS or something, it's like it's pretty obvious that you suddenly got a dump of 50,000 minerals, right? Like, like things like that right. would be pretty easy to detect. Yes. Um, but maybe, yeah. it, and like, or like, you know, I don't know. I, like, I just feel like it's, it's pretty common in, uh, in first person shooters. And so like, if you've been around the block a little bit, you know that this is not uncommon and it's just part of online gaming and always will be. And like, they're doing the best they can. Uh, and especially like, playing, like you said, that's what this blog post is saying. Yeah, especially on PC, you know that it's a thing that happens. Right. On on console, I I will always feel so bad for the poor Call of Duty players that have to play crossplay to play Warzone because they have to deal with these stupid cheaters on PC that cheat, and you don't have that problem on console like almost at all. Yeah, yeah, not usually. Um, so yeah, there's that. Like we'll link to this in the show notes. It's a fairly long blog post. Like if you're interested in the technical details behind their anti-cheat then it's probably an interesting read otherwise it's just like a reassure reassurance that like do we care about cheating we're trying to stop it we're doing the best we can and like we're applying um you know the best in technology and everything and it's just a hard problem so don't worry siege is not dead and also like i would say if you're not like super high rank if you're not like up there in like champions or diamonds rank or something you're probably not running into that many cheaters like it happens for sure but like you're not running into that many so don't be too concerned yeah um did we did when we got ddos that was before that was before our that was after our last podcast uh we hadn't mentioned that yeah it was yeah yeah because so we we had the experience of playing with we so we had read that ddos post of like how they had started like actually taking legal action against people that are ddosing or whatever and we were like we haven't run into this problem that was when we were playing siege fairly regularly and we go back to Siege. I mean, we've been playing Siege, but we play a couple Wednesdays ago and we are realizing we're being DDoS because we're attacking and it's super laggy. We can't get to the bomb, which they do because if you can't plant on attack, then you obviously lose. 
and then we switch to defense all of a sudden all the server lag disappears <laughs> like instantly <laughs> like literally instantly it all disappears and everything's totally fine it's like okay that and was the best uh, part the best part was they were accusing us of ddosing the entire time yeah but it's, it's like yeah we ddosed while we were on attack and then turned it off when we were on defense yeah it was annoying that makes no sense and they but were bad we and like them. we almost beat them, them and we would and we have, have except that we got tilted <laughs> and like uh but we would have beat them just it was just annoying like and we haven't gotten our mmr back yet nope we will that'll be nice but yeah but yeah it happens anyway. okay it, um unfortunately it does. so you had a reddit post you wanted to share tell me yeah, about this, this is reddit post it's just it's just a fun a fun little guy so <laughs> there's a reddit post that basically just says if you've ever wondered how second week after r6 released looked like like what siege was like when it had just released linked in the show notes uh, linked in the show notes just just go and watch this for a second because it's it's really this was siege but what you see at the very beginning is you see like the round had basically just begun and the whole offensive team they're playing canal the whole offensive team is like standing outside a barricade with sledge like opening the door for them there's like four of them out there nobody's like set up properly and it's just like this is like, glorious. No, this like is nobody's ex- there to meet them. Like, you know, like no. it's the defense knows where they are because you see it on cams, but like nobody does anything to stop their whole team entering them in this one spot. It's hilarious. And like, like you, you just. It was oh a time gosh. when defense was afraid of the offense, right? Defense yeah. was like hunkered down inside and just be scared of like, I don't know where they're going to come from. Like, <laughs> yeah. what, what are they going to do? It was just like, it was scary. Like nobody really knew what to do. <laughs> it was a glorious time. If we could somehow go back to that time where everybody's like memory of how to play siege now is just erased this was this was awesome like this was it was just so fun to watch like this is what would happen is like you would the idea of like roaming was just becoming like a oh you you have someone on the second floor instead of like everybody on the site or like you actually have people outside of the site and like you don't all actually attack from the same angle you push different angles at the same time or like you hold angles like that was just starting to become like, oh, this might be a good strategy. And so watching this is like, oh yeah, this is what the game was like. This was this was fun. <laughs> yeah, this is the blast. Um, yeah, it's, it's fun to watch. Go go check that out. And like, if if whether you played back then and you remember it, then it's kind of like a funny, just like, oh my gosh, I can't believe that was us. Because uh, you can see yourself in it like a ton. Mm-hmm. Um, just like the funny things about like smoke throwing a canister and it's just like looks like the heaviest thing in the world <laughs> it's like you you couldn't throw them very far back in the day and this like no, uh, no. uh yeah just like the way that the, they push in everything it's really funny or like so whether you're that player or whether you're like a player who's come on later it's funny to go back and see like this is how the game started and people loved yeah. it like people this loved is how bad it. people were at the game yeah um so it's worth checking out that's linked in the show notes um and yeah go check it out okay um Let's take a quick break and then we will do our Discord discourse topic. Okay, so our Discord discourse topic of the week was should one-shot headshots continue to exist in Siege? And just uh, for future reference, if you want to participate in these discussions going forward, make sure you join the Discord channel. Just search Unrenowned Discord on Google and you'll find it or you can find a link in the show notes or on our Twitter account at r6unrenowned. Um, join there. There's a channel called Discord Discourse, and we basically just have a community topic every week that we discuss and then we talk about it on the podcast. Um, so just as a, like a brief or I guess quick uh, 
temperature gauge uh, on your original question, should one shy headshots continue to exist in siege? There are 14 yes votes and a four no votes. So yeah, people that's are actually uh, more in favor of keeping it. Yeah. Which I was surprised that there was, I felt like there was a lot of people that wanted to see, okay, what, what I should have asked is should they test what the game is like without one shot headshots? So it's no, really, like, I think this is a good question that you asked because like, should they test it? Of course, we're going to get different results, but that doesn't really reflect like, do people want it in or not, right? But I, what I, what I think is, that I can't necessarily say this game shouldn't have them until I see. I, what I want is, I want them to see what it's like. I want to try it. I don't want mm-hmm. to say necessarily no, they shouldn't be in the game because we don't know what the game would be like without, it and it could totally break the game. We've made that point for forever that it could break yeah, the yeah. game, and you don't want to yeah. do that. But what I want is, I want to test it. I want to see what it's like. I want to see if it changes the game. I mean, yeah. obviously, it would change the game, but I wanted to see, like, does it break the game or is it actually more fun? Yeah. Um. So, do you, like, why don't you give your, like, just kind of first, like, or I guess kind of your thoughts on it, and then we'll kind of go through... I'll do mine as well, and then we'll go through kind of what the community has said about it. Yeah, yeah. So, my my knee-jerk reaction is... I used to always think, like, this is what makes Siege Siege, the one-shot headshots, and I loved one-shot headshots at first. And then just over time of playing Siege, they've gotten more and more frustrating. And part of that is going back to this video of what second week R6 looked like. The game used to be played completely differently. Where like one shot headshots, like yes, you aim for the head, but it was like the fights you were in were never, they were always like a, nobody really knew how to play the game correctly with one shot headshots. Where like now one shot headshots have created the pixel angles and the pixel peaks and like the, super long angles the spawn peaking that's what makes spawn peaking so awful all these things is because it boils down to one shot headshots and instant instant kills from forever away um and so the my knee-jerk reaction is like well if they're not in the game anymore that it gives you more time to react to things it actually makes it so that if you're behind someone you're shooting at them they just turn and get lucky on the headshot like that's just not going to happen um those are the kind of things that it's like it makes it less strategic because it's like okay, well, the only reason you kill me is because you really got lucky. Like, right. you didn't control the recoil. It was, you were shooting at my chest or you're shooting at my stomach and be, you were using Buck's gun with an ACOG and you touched my head, like, in the process. Right. Um, Which, like, that, to, to be fair, like, over long periods of time, that's going to even itself out, right? Like, you're not going to be yeah. stuck in silver because people keep getting lucky with headshots. Like, if you're better than they are eventually, like, statistically, your being better than them is going to outweigh the you know, the one in 10 times that they get a lucky headshot right. graze on, you know, but, but like that doesn't make it any less frustrating when it happens. Right. Um, what also happens is people will like, you'll be holding a, you'll be, okay. You'll be with the, all the leaning and angle and just shooting where their head's going to be. And they'll still peek it and touch you, even though your bullets are going where their yeah, head yeah, is yeah. like, okay, that, that is on. the most frustrating like, when somebody like just strafes through your, just like, continuous stream of bullets and they get you it's like this is stupid like that that there's no yeah. way they should be able to win that yeah um and that that happened recently we were playing a um 5v5 custom custom game on clubhouse and it was actually a great time um but on one of these yeah. one of these matches and, and his uh, server friends <laughs> yeah that was a great time um i dropped down like oil pit and they were they were in basement of we're playing clubhouse basement clubhouse i dropped down oil pit because it's all generators all clear blues all clear and i'm kind of pushing up towards there and i there's one holding dirt like all the way back trying to hold blue from dirt and so i start shooting at him like through the wall because i know like where dirt is so i'm shooting at him through the wall 
And this is that's a long engagement all the way back in oil pit to all the way like back behind the wall of dirt, like very far engagement. And so we're like kind of shooting at each other, like peeking and then like not really trying to like hold the angle. And I kind of go back and then I peek in and I'm like shooting at him. And he does this like quick, like lean and like shoots like three bullets and hits me in the head from that distance. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Like I had the angle on that guy. I'm all the way back in pit and I'm just trying to hold him down so he doesn't peek. But he just does a quick peek shoots and I'm dead. I'm like, okay, come on. Like, yeah, I I kind of had that whole thing. Like I had all the blue. I had oil play. It was a smart play. And that was just kind of like, a, okay, you got to be kidding me. That's yeah. ridiculous. I had a similar one. I can't remember like the exact details, but I had a slimmer thing where I was like, I was holding the angle and pre-firing in the last few seconds. And then somebody like just strafed and got me. And I was like, okay, come on, the stupid. Uh, but also I want to digress for a second and tell a funny story. So uh, speaking of just like holding things by like just pre-firing doorways and stuff, we had this around on uh, Oregon where we had dropped the diffuser. Mm-hmm. We had we down the diffuser upstairs. The, the I think the site was downstairs in the basement. And so we had dropped the diffuser up. Or maybe it was, uh, like I think it was like meeting hall. No, it was, yeah, we were meeting hall and kitchen and kitchen. we got it in bunk. Yeah. And so like we dropped it up in bunk and there were three of us up there and uh, two guys left. And we like, I had, I was castle. So I think I got castled up the backside behind us or something. And that was like my one castle that I still had. Yeah. So they had white stairs open. So, so they were coming up white stairs and we knew that they, they were both there. So like, I just walked into that. What, what is that room called? Just like that side bunks room. Not like, not like, I guess, how do you describe this room? Where <laughs> that the two do reinforcements that go into it from master bedroom. Um, it's called games, 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 games. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I just, I just hopped into games and like with my pocket shotgun, like blew a hole looking in like onto white stairs. And then I just like, I just like leaned over with my up and just like with like a super slow rate of fire. So that like that clip just lasts forever. Right. Like four seconds straight of just continuous gunfire. Just and then like go back, reload, come back and do it again. I just kept doing it. Like every time they'd like try to push up, while I was reloading, I just like strafe back and pre-fire and they'd like back up again. And then finally they just were out of time. So they started to push up and I just like killed them both. <laughs> like, it was so funny. Just like sitting there, just like you have nowhere to go and no time. So just, I'm going to yeah. sit here with my UMP. I think you can do. <laughs> yeah. They were, they were also both drunk from Echo stuns. Yeah. It was the one time in the world, the one time in the ever in the history of the world that I was happy for the slow rate of fire on the UMP because I could just go forever. Anyway. <clears throat> so back to headshots yeah anything else you want to no that's my main thing is just i i think that i mean we have to try it but i i think that a lot of these things spawn picking all this stuff the pixel angles that i feel like doesn't make siege siege that's what breaks siege is like these funny pixel angles it's not strategic at that point like yes it's strategic to find your pixel angle right like that is the logical way to play but how Siege was created in the mind of developers was not pixel angles and spawn peeking. That was not what they had intended well, when they created the game. I'll, I'll disagree with a little bit of that because I do think that that what they intended was for people to find, like to to hold angles, right? Like to like when you watch the E three reveal back in the day, like it was a hundred percent like, oh, this guy's like hold up in the bathroom with a shield, and like we mm-hmm. like we can't get in there because he's like set up this great defense, right? Like that was kind of the idea. And so I do think that they intended for you to like hunker down behind a desk with like a great angle on a hallway and just like just like hold it and be, you know, like have that on lockdown. Um, but like, I don't think that they intended for like the quick peeks around corners and like 
the but like, like lean saying, spamming, lean spamming, crouch spamming, that, exactly, and spawn peeking, and like all that stuff. And like that's the game that we have, and it's still fun, but like it's it's different, and that's fine. Like I think as any kind of artist, you can't always control like what the art ends up being once no. people get to interpret it in their own way. Um, but especially but, art yeah, like this that's movable, <laughs> you can right interactable. Yeah, yeah, interactable. Thank you. Um, um, yeah, I, I just like I, I yes, I do, I do think they meant for people to hold smart angles and the smart, but I, the pixel angles like that's where that's like the one word that it's like a pixel angle that comes from Counter Strike because one shot headshots existed. Like it's literally you're holding a pixel because you know all you need is one pixel they had in one shot and it's over. And it's like that's I don't know. It's fun to an extent, but it be it, it makes certain things more powerful than they should be like it's what makes mira's gun so good because it's so steady and so fast rate of fire like yes that makes the gun good in general but because one shot headshots exist it makes it like more powerful like exponentially right right um because damage doesn't matter at that point right like if you just have the fast rate of fire and steady gun damage is irrelevant damage matters so little in siege that it's kind of laughable right like it's all about rate Mm -hmm. of fire and um about the spread uh and that again yeah that's why mira's gun is so good because the spread is like almost basically exactly vertical and the rate of fire is so high. So it's like, well, if you can just line it up horizontally, then, uh, then you're good, right? You just, you just spray it down. Like it's just going to climb right onto their head. Um, so yeah, like I, like I would, I don't know if I want to say that one shot headshots shouldn't exist in siege, but I like, I would be really interested in trying it without it and just like tinkering with it. Right. Like I really love the idea of like, Oh, only DMRs and like, obviously mm-hmm. like class rifle. And I guess those would be DMRs, but, um, like only Cali those can do one shot headshots, right? Um, like that's that's really interesting. Or even if it's just like uh, through walls, yeah, like, doesn't do one shot headshot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or just like if downs will down instead. Yeah, like though that'd be really interesting too. If it was like one shot downs um, for most guns, as opposed to kills, right, or something like yeah. that. But if you have a DMR, it's a, and that's that's a lot of like what our community is saying in this Discord discourse, and we'll. We'll pull some of their stuff. Um, yeah, so let's go ahead and do that now. So, like, um, one interesting thing that I liked here was uh, Six Size. He has a long comment, which you can go and read if you want, but I just want to pull out a couple of spots. Um, so he says, the low time to kill and instant headshots were designed to encourage careful and slow play, which I think is what the developers initially wanted, right? Like, when you develop a game that that is, like, the Counter-Strike game type of, like, uh, round-based, no respawns, go and play this objective and plant the bomb. Like when you develop a game like that, you are it like inherently going for more, uh, a more careful style of gameplay. Right. I just think that's what that game type invites. Um, and so like, obviously just being a video game, it's all like, you know, people are going to find ways to like exploit whatever they can to, to get advantages. And so that's when you get to like pixel angles and the quick peaks and the lean spamming and all that stuff. Um, but I like, I, the reason I love games like siege and like, I love search and destroy and call of duty is I just love that people aren't just running around like idiots all the time. Just like, you know, running around doing their knife kills garbage, right? Like with the freaking, I don't remember what the perks were called in modern warfare two, but just like running around knifing people all day long. Um, it's just like, this is not really a shooter and I'm not really interested in playing this. Like I'm much more interested in a game where like dying matters. And so like people play almost as if it was real life where you would not want to get shot. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, like I, I love that simulation aspect of it. Um, 
so yeah, like, um, so what six eyes is saying is like it, in many ways, like the one shot headshots has come to just encourage players to choose fragging operators who are able to take down enemies extremely quickly, regardless of gadgets and strategy. So that's where you see people like Ash, uh, be like super heavily picked. Cause like clearly Ash is not picked because her gadgets so good, right? Like at certain levels, yes, you do pick Ash because you want to be able to destroy some utility of the defense or whatever. But for the most part, players who pick Ash are picking her because she's a powerful fragger. And the reason she's a powerful fragger is because she's fast and she has no head hitbox. And uh, because her R4C is one of these high rate of fire, easy to control weapons. Right. And like, it doesn't really do that much damage. I don't know how much damage it does exactly, but it's not like, it's not one of the guns that you look at and go, that does a high, a lot of damage. Right. It's, it's just it actually has a high DPS. Is it? Maybe it is, but like, but that's not why people are picking it. Right. They're picking it because it's, it's so easy it. to land headshots. Yeah. Um, and that's why people are picking Ash. And so like it kind of undoes the game in a lot of ways. And so I would be really interested because of this to see what it would look like without the one shot headshots. Um, Six Eyes, though, makes a good comment talking about some like the issues of one shot headshots. So he talks about some like two of the problems with it, like rewarding RNG and like lucky plays that aren't supposed to be that aren't skill based, but it's just like hip firing through a wall. Um, stuff that doesn't make a balance like some of the stuff that I said. And then he also mentions that it makes things like lag and Pika's advantage a lot more obvious, which is a point that, like, yes, it does because of Pika's advantage and lag, like one-shot headshots are more of a problem in Siege. Um, so Toronto Will talks about the RNG in major FPS games and saying it's like the least RNG of mm-hmm. most of them, which I would agree with. Like, yes, like you can get lucky. And he makes a point that you made of like, you can get lucky but you're not going to lose to the person getting lucky all the time like if you're better you're going to win more um and then toronto will points out that ttk and he's just fairly low which yes 100 percent is with the one shot headshot thing being a thing and that what his point is that makes good positioning extremely important and it makes like more like playing smart extremely important which is true um but one thing that i think so he says that with like halo and apex he says that the game becomes like ad spamming and you're not like your positioning doesn't matter it's more about your your gun fighting which i would disagree with i think positioning especially in halo positioning is super important in halo and landing the first shot in halo is extremely important than just good aim like if you land the first shot and you have good positioning you're going to win a lot of the time like it's not all about good aim like yes that's important but positioning is a lot more important than halo than i think a lot of people realize which, yeah, like it's the, it's hard to compare Halo and Siege because they're like such different games, right? Um, and in, like in Halo, it's more of like a long term over the round positioning than it is about like yes. individual encounter positioning. Like obviously, it still matters. Like it's better to be high ground than low ground, right? Obi Wan taught us that. But uh, like in Halo, it's more about like making sure you're in position to grab the rocket launcher when it spawns, right? And that's right. more like it's more long term. Like it's all over the course of the entire round that it comes into play. Um, and like like you're saying, like it does matter getting the first shot matters, but if you can't hit the next four shots, then then it might not matter as much, right? If the other guy can turn and four shot you before you finish your kill on him, like it, in some ways it rewards uh, aim better because mm-hmm. like if the other guy's not as good at you, like he shoots you and that's basically just alerting you that he's there and then you're able to turn and just four shot him or three shot him or five shot him depending on the game. Right. Um, uh, so like like in some ways it, it's it's more rewarding for the better aim and in other ways it's less rewarding for the better aim but um i don't know i guess my point is they're hard to compare and uh no i agree my my point is just going with ttk and positioning i don't think it's necessarily fair to say that because ttk and teaches low it always makes positioning important which it does make positioning T- important ttk is, 
is yeah, low, low. low. Yeah, sorry. I did the same thing. My no, brain. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> for some reason it's hard. Yeah. Um, but that doesn't necessarily mean that it like it's yes and no. Like yes, it does make positioning important, but TTK going higher doesn't necessarily mean important positioning all of a sudden isn't important. So right, I think it's unfair to try to make the argument that it makes siege more tactical and more strategic and better positioning because the TTK is as low as it is. We're we're not saying like make it so your head it's a bullet sponge. I'm just saying just give me a little bit, give me at least one more shot. You know what I mean? Yeah, like I, I feel like that almost makes better positioning more important because it's like I will never lose in the better position, whereas I can still lose in the good position, even if. Because the TTK is so low, I will still lose in the good position sometimes. Right. Yeah. There's like a middle ground there, right? Like the the Halo thing is like if I'm better than him just at shooting, then I can win regardless of his good position in most cases. Mm-hmm. And in Siege, it's almost like uh, your skill in shooting is almost inconsequential depending on the position, right? Like if you have the right position, then your skill in shooting like doesn't really matter. Like as long as you can hit a shot, then then you're good. Um, but like, it, it's this weird middle ground where like, but they could just get lucky and just like come across the corner and, and see you and be surprised and just like spray and get the headshot and win. And then yeah. it's like, well, I had the good position and I didn't win. So like, I think what you're saying is like, if the, if you're in this like middle ground where there's like just enough time to react, but not enough, like, but not instant gratification to where, because you got lucky with the headshot, you beat the guy who was like sitting in the best spot. Yeah. Um, that would be nice, but I don't know if that's achievable. You know, you know what I mean? Like, right. Uh, I think, I think part of that really does come down to like some of these ideas. Like, um, I'm trying to find like, uh, X and ZLX. Alex says one shot headshots. Okay. But maybe not through walls. Um, yeah, that's the thing I think, that I'm really interested in, in like possibly getting rid of. It's like, maybe make that multiplier through walls, like a lot less forgiving. And, uh, you know, for the shooter, make it more forgiving for the for the guy on the other side, and just like, because mm-hmm. how often are you purposely lining up a headshot through a wall? Like never. Like you, you're wall, mean, banging, wall banging. Certainly that happens, but like, like you don't have enough precision to know exactly where their head is, right? So you're trying to just right. Like, but like, I'm, I'm definitely aiming for their head. Like the other day, I was a consulate in the party room or office, or the heck you want to call it. We call it party room because it's disco lights. And a guy swung into admin office and I'm like at the double windows. And so I just turned to start shooting through that wall above the visa stairs about yeah, where his head yeah. would be when he swung in. And I got a headshot on him. It was like, yeah, that's pretty stupid. I shouldn't have gotten I, that. Yeah. I mean, sometimes you'll get it. Um, and like, yeah, like it happens. But like, I, I do feel like for the most part, when you're setting up a wall bang, you're like, you're actually aiming for the body because you feel like that's you're where you're most likely ping. to get a yeah. hit. Yeah. Um, so yeah, but with those two factors combined, like the ping doesn't really show you where the head is. And also you're just going for like, where's the biggest mass that I'm most likely to hit. And right. like with most guns, body shots are going to take them down quick enough that they're not going to be able to like get out of the spot. So, yeah. um, so like, I don't feel like you'd lose anything by taking away the one shot through walls. Um, yeah. Anything else you want to pull out of our discord channel on that? Um, no, not, not necessarily. I, would you say that it's what makes siege siege? No, I think it's it's part of it. Like it's, uh, I don't know. Like it's it's definitely like a major factor in siege. But I don't know that like like tweaking it would like suddenly make siege not feel like siege anymore. Yeah, I think I'd agree with that. I think 
I mean, there's some things that make like the one shot headshot mechanic worse than it currently is. Like the fact that you're notified when you when you kill someone, the fact that which I mean, you're going to know either way because a person's going to disappear off the board. But the fact that you can like the lean spamming makes one shot headshots worse. The um, uh, th- three speed operators makes one shot headshots worse. It's like there's things in season that like multiply how bad one shot yeah, headshots like- can be. We talked about the lean spamming that makes it worse, and then like the quick peaks, you know, like that makes it that that makes the game feel worse than like the guy who's holding the angle, you mm-hmm. know, like the the peakers advantage stuff. But but there are parts too where I feel like it would suffer if you took out the one shot headshot. So like playing Mira, for example, like a lot of what's rewarding about Mira is being able to like just strafe and plug somebody's head, you know, because you you're sitting there watching what what they're doing, and if you right. couldn't do that then suddenly Mira is not as interesting anymore. Yeah. Um, I I think what it comes like, what I would love to see is at least and a test of this. I would like to see one shot headshots being downs and then DMR is always killing one shot headshots mm-hmm. uh, and that they're downs and then through, through walls or whatever would be a down or just a lot of damage if it wasn't a DMR. Sure. I think like, that would be interesting to test out and just see what it does, how it's, how it's like. But part of that comes into our next Discord discourse topic, which is about yes. points. Whether or not points should remain in the game by default. Um, points recently, display. Is points what we're display. About. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you would still have points on your scoreboard, but points being displayed on your screen, popping up on the side, engine notifications, stuff like that. If that should remain in Siege or if we should take it out and and why. And we recently played without points on, and we'll talk about that experience yeah, just, in our next. Just to set up the question a little bit more, like, um, you know, when, when you get those point notifications, it says you down somebody, a lot of times, like you were shooting through a wall or you like, you just like, you know, strafed somebody and, and like, you didn't necessarily see them go down, but now you have this information that you shouldn't otherwise have, um, that they went down or like, or dropping the diffuser, right? Like you shoot the guy who has the diffuser and you were, you were far enough away that you never saw it drop, but suddenly you have this information that is just like magical. Right, like there's there's no way to explain right. how you got that information. It also applies to a lot of gadgets, right? Like as a Thatcher player, it's it's huge for me to be able to you know throw an EMP at a wall and know, oh hey, I got three of the bandit batteries, and also I got a goo, and also there's an evil eye somewhere around there that I just disabled, right? Like knowing all of this stuff, it's like this is just magic information that I shouldn't really have. And there's tons of other gadgets yeah. that have similar things, right? Uh, like the mute jammers. It's like oh somebody's trying to breach over by my mute jammer or prox alarms mm-hmm. or like all of these things that like they give you 10 points when something happens and it's like it, like it, it 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 takes a little bit away from relying on the sounds and droning and that kind of stuff because you get magic information um, yeah so that's the question should siege uh, continue to display point notifications by default uh specifically in ranked or just in general or like just what do people think and and i think by default like you can't change it to right. make yeah, them I show. Guess, yeah, not by default, but like should a show. Um, obviously, in custom games, you'd be able to do whatever you want. But yes, well, with probably knows? you wouldn't be able to. Custom games are <laughs> wild card. Okay, um, that's our Discord discourse for next week. Don't forget to join the Discord and talk about it there with the community. Let's do operator spotlights. Who's going first? Who's I think you should Mira? go first. Yeah, you okay. go first because I have I have some questions about your operator that that uh, may influence my spotlight. Oh, okay. I'm going to influence Ryan's spotlight now. Okay, yeah. so 
how we do these operator spotlights, if you are new to this, we act like almost as if you don't know who the operator is or you're not super into Siege. And so for some of you, this might be information that's completely useless. Um, or Say to be that. honest, I'm doing Warden. I'm doing Warden. So most of you probably don't know anything that he has because nobody plays the poor guy even though he's one of the best operators in the game, but whatever. I wouldn't say we act like we, you don't know who they are. I would say that we're, we take it from like a base level. We're like, we're, we're just, we're, uh, we're doing an expose uh, or like a spotlight, yes. right? On the operator. It's like, here's who they are. Here's what we think about them. If it's an operator you don't play very often or like that you just play a little bit and you would like to get some like quick tips or whatever, or just kind of like, you know, what we think about the operator overall, then, then I think that's kind of what this is for. So, yeah. Okay, so Warden. So Warden, getting into him, he's a two-speed, uh, two-armor, which he used to be a one-speed, three-armor, and that was the silliest thing in the world. I think they just yep. didn't realize how useless he might be on some on some sites, which this helps him literally a ton. I mean, obviously, we know how much speed is a thing in Siege. Mm. Um, his gadget is the Glance Smart Glasses. So these are... it's. Eyewear that improves visibility and smoke while standing still can also be activated to protect against or to reduce flash blindness. So let's say you get flashed by Ying and you use the smart glasses, the Ying flash completely dissipates and you are able to see again. It just it cleans your eyes. I don't know when, if it's a... When, when he first came out, did it always work that way or was it, it a did. thing where like you had to have it on? No, it, it would work so it would cleanse the flash. Um, what they did change with the gadget... Um. No, well, let me do the loadout first, and I'll I'll go back to what they did with the gadget. So he has the MPX. So or are, the... are his glasses like uh like your um windshield cleaner on the car, where you like you spray and it just like sprays into his eyes and, and just, wipes the flash away? That's exactly yes. I don't, I was gonna say I don't know if they're eye drops like that it sprays into his eyes or I'm not sure what it Does is. It, but do you think they have like little windshield wipers on it? I mean, it doesn't look like there's windshield wipers <laughs> on them. But... <laughs> But it's hard I mean, to tell because you're flashed when you first put it on, right? So maybe and they're, like, yeah, and they're activated by a watch too, which is weird. Like he looks at his watch and somehow that activates the glasses. Wait, like, yeah, why is it like? I guess because they wanted to make him kind of like a James Bond type character. But why doesn't he just pull the glasses down? It's so weird. I don't know. Or like, why doesn't he like touch the glasses or something? Yeah. Oh, okay. I guess sure. he's always wearing them, right? It's not like Jacko where he's like putting up. He's and always down. wearing them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But like, Admit why it. doesn't he just like double tap the side of them or like? It seems like the weird flick of the wrist is like a weird way to like turn on your glasses. I think I'm just trying to be cool. I mean, yeah. Watch gadgets are cool. Anyway. Anyway. Back to Warden. His loadout, MPX, that's Valkyrie's submachine gun, or the M590A1, which is smoke or um, mute shotgun. Um, His secondaries is the P10C and the SMG-12. The SMG-12 is not to be confused with... yeah, SMG-11, yeah, because that's a completely different gun. The SMG-12 is uh, Doka B and Vigil's other... Uh, hold on, hold on, hold on, before I lie to you. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's Doka B and Vigil's second, other secondary, aside from the... Um, C-75. C-75. Very hard to control. Not the best. Not very good. Do you use the SMG-12 SMG on Warden, or do you use the pistol? No, I use the SMG-12 all the time. Um, yeah. Mainly because when I'm using the shotgun, you want to have some sort of gun that has a that's automatic um mm. and you can kind and of why do you use the shotgun point so I'll, I'll 
Ryan, let me. Let go, me... go, go, go. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I have questions. Uh, secondary gadgets, C4 or deployable shield. And those could be interchanged depending on your on what you're doing. Okay. So Warden. So Glance Smart Glasses. Um, don't even remember what I was going to say. Okay. So when, when he first came out, the glasses were you would activate them and then you would have to wait for the game to like load up the gadget again to be able to use it again so it wasn't like Kavera where like you could use it and like use some of it and then like deactivate it and then start using it again and use the rest of it it was it was like you had to use it completely or you had to wait for it to like fill up completely before you could start using it again um and that was like you had to be very smart about okay well when am i going to use this am i going to use it now to cleanse a flash or am i just going to like let that flash go because i know they're going to smoke soon and so i want to use it with the smoke instead um and that's it's huge that they've made that change because now it's like okay now i can just i don't really have to worry as much about when i use it it's just i'm going to use it if i'm affected by something and cleanse myself um here's my my advice for and he is not an operator that you just play on any site or like you can't you can't you can't main warden no there's no such thing as a warden main and if you're meaning warden <laughs> it makes sense because you're not he, he's good at certain sites that that are harder to defend plants on um and those are the sites that you want warden to be picked it's only these sites that plant frequently goes down or it's harder to defend a plant because he is he's in a way a plant denial like you don't have echo but you have I wouldn't say he's the next best thing, but you have Warden that can help deny plant because smoke's going to go down, flashes are going to go in to burn ADSs, um, or they're going to go in to try to flash someone while they try to run someone past a point to get a plant down. And having Warden is huge for plant denial. So some of these some of these sites, the ones that I will play Warden on almost all the time, and I'll, I'll tell you where and everything, is so Coastline, when they're playing Coastline Hookah, I'll play Warden a lot. Coastline Kitchen, I'll play Warden a lot. Um, used to be organ basement that not so much anymore mainly because classic organ basement's been obviously changed and how organ and plants work now is like they they've started to become the same but i feel like they're still kind of evolving of how people are attacking the organ basement i'm not do you feel like organ basement has been like is just completely indefensible now no i do i feel like it used to be one of the best sites and now it's like so hard i think i think it's hard but i think you can play now more with roamers on the first floor more than you could before because you can go down through freezer you can go down through the back side and the front side and the, all of them are able to kind of bring you into site which you could do before but this i think more now you can use utilize the first floor more than you could before like especially yeah. that that west side of organ like the small tower and stuff that was before if you were over in small tower while you were playing basin it's like what are you doing over there yeah like you're stuck <laughs> you can't there's nothing you can do um, and that's that's changed, obviously, because now you can go through kitchen and use the kitchen corridor to get to big tower. Like that's it's humongous to be able to play that part and, of the map. And there's this new side stairs in the freezer, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, uh, obviously, yeah. Maybe deal. I need to play more like up in the first floor. I know I'm interrupting your spotlight here, but like, I, I just feel like I've, I'm never comfortable down there, and I've not found anything that's been even remotely successful. So I, I need to figure yeah. out what the op is for me down there, and like what my position should be, because I'm just yeah. always like I'm getting shot in the back every time. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but back back to Warden. I will only play him on the sites that the plant again frequently goes down, and I'm very comfortable of knowing like where the plant's going to be attempted yep. to go down. Um, They're always going to smoke the same spot. Mm-hmm. It, yep, typically, so, it's like it's like Montane sites, right? The sites where you see a yeah. Montane push up—that's the sites that you want Warden. 
that's exactly the sites because Montaigne's gonna he's gonna throw his smoke, he's gonna turn around and try to plant with the shield on his back, and it's like that that's cute, but guess what I have? Cute. <laughs> um yeah, so So okay, wait, I I'm trying to remember because like I play like zero war and I think I have like twelve minutes on him. Um can he see through smoke at any distance? Yes, he can. So he's similar to Glass where you you're when you're moving. You can't see through the smoke while you're moving, um, and it's only while you're like staying still. And it takes a second to kind of like go back. And I think that's still one of like his setbacks is like I can see through smoke, but it's like I have to like try to get to the smoke, and then I have to like sit there for a second for like me to be able to see through. And they've increased, they've made that better, um, but it's still still kind of hard. Um, yeah, I almost feel like he should be able just to see through the smoke all the time, regardless of whether or not he's moving, because it's like. How often does his ability ever come into play? Like I feel like it's so rare. And and like it's not like he's glass where he's putting the smoke down and then he's able to uh to use it to push up and like he's the only one who can see through it, right? Like that's it's not that way. It's it's the other team that's that's putting the smoke down and he's countering that. So I feel like he should not have that random disadvantage of you can't be moving. Which obviously I can right. see not moving is like death sentence, right? Right. And I mean part of it is like you're behind a wall of smoke, so you're kind of safe. Yeah, um, but also you're not safe at the same time because people spray through smoke all the time. Like you right. see, a and smoke, if they are covering with the glass, then yeah, you're not safe at all. Yeah, then you're in trouble. Um, anyway, so the, there's really only those three sites that I really use it on. I'm I'm looking at the maps to make sure. Um, I bank basement is another one that I use it on that I didn't mention. But bank basement, coastline hookah, and coastline kitchen. Those are the three ones that plants just frequently. There's frequently smoke that goes in, and plants will go down in the same spot um and i'll I'll kind of break them down so bank basement i usually play him like in the vault like back of the vault and i i don't use a shotgun i use the mpx and i use the smg12 <clears throat> um and that's because there's there's not really like mira if you're gonna have a mirror mira is gonna make the holes for you um it's not like you really need a like rotation as much but if you're playing warden you're in the vault you can kind of watch that back vault hatch and kind of watch like the main stairs from back in the vault and you can learn from your team, like, hey, they're, they've got the reinforcement down now, and, like, here's the smoke. And then you can get to the part, the point you need to be at to peak the smoke with Warden without, like, being, a, like, the shotgun range is too far at that point to try to shotgun it. Like, you don't want to do that. You want to have the MPX. Um, yeah. And then Coastline. So when they're playing Hookah, I'll play on Cool Vibe Stairs. And if you want to do this, you have to have a Jaeger or a Mai with you because there's a... On Cool Vibe Stairs, there's a vent right above it that people will throw frags down and kill you. And I have learned that trying to play Warden on Cool Vibe Stairs. <laughs> and that's that's the part where I will pick the shotgun because I want to make that rotation hole at the corner of Cool Vibe Stairs. And people yeah. always try to go in and try to plant in that corner over there. And so that's Shouldn't, where you are. Can you Warden. just have somebody else make the rotation hole, though, and then have your MPX, which would be way better? You could, but the shotgun distance is close enough that you can kill them with the shotgun. Mm. Okay. So it's not as much of a worry. Um anyone coming up to you from sunrise or blue bar like i'm not going to peek that they're i'm going to make them start pushing up cool web stairs before i actually peek them i i bring the deployable shield in that instance instead of c4 because again yes i could throw c4 to stop the plant but i can just shoot them like if there's going to be smoke i can just shoot them with the shotgun because i'm right there and the yeah. shotgun's powerful at that range um and so i'll put a deployable shield there jaeger or my will put a ads around me or a, a magnet around me to protect me from the grenades coming down from the vent or coming up to you from blue bar or sunrise bar or kitchen that people try to push up cool vibes. And then you put that shield where you're protected from like downstairs of cool vibes. So you can hide there. And then you just watch the hole because from the hole, like nobody can see you until they 
like turn that corner at that point you're close enough with the shotgun that it's a one shot at least a one shot down like you just have to hit them and it's one shot down and then you can defend the plant from that point and they'll frequently i mean all the time they're always trying to smoke like that door on hookah they're always trying to smoke the door they're trying to smoke the plant spot and sometimes you'll have a maestro there sometimes maestro will be banned but just having warden's never banned and so you just know it's a safe like no yeah <laughs> you just you know it's a good spot to be in there's not like a super great counter to you like they have to come up to you and if they're coming up to you you have a shotgun um and the last part i use them on is coastline kitchen and i've i almost want to change how i play this one so what i do now is i go if you go upstairs um into vip penthouse you go into penthouse you can shoot down in the floor of penthouse and you can like you're above um bathroom like next to next to service entrance you're above that bathroom and you can shoot like the bathroom wall as well so you have this weird angle where you're laying down you can see the service door and you can see that whole room because you've shut out your floor and you shut out that wall um and they'll also bring a deployable shield and i'll put the deployable shield like protect me from hall of fame like coming from vip because people will come that way and so i'll kind of like lie down behind the shield and be protected so if someone does come like i have something to hide behind and mm-hmm. i will like literally i'll go up there and i'll i'll barricade like the vip door like both the VIP doors, the VIP door that goes out the hallway, and then the VIP door that goes into Hall of Fame, and then the Hall of Fame door. And I'll go and I'll barricade the theater door. You're and I'll barricade... media room, right? Oh, no, you have a VIP. Okay, sorry. Yeah. Keep going. I'll barricade the theater door and I'll barricade the other theater door. And some of them will make like punch holes in. So people are like afraid like someone's in this room, like waiting for me to like push you. So it just gives me more time as Warden to be in that spot and try to have yeah. them push the service entrance. The problem is, is there's the hatch in the bathroom and there's the big window right next to you. And both of those are hard to defend against. As as a warden and with a shotgun because i'm trying to make that huge long hole with the shotgun and it's mm-hmm. like i can't i can't hold all these how, angles at the same time and i'm gonna often, get pushed out how often do you actually need the warden there to play the smoke see and that's part of the problem is like a lot of people they'll start to push kitchen kitchen window and if they're pushing that it's like i can tell my team like you guys all watch kitchen i'll just watch service entry and i got this and i'm fine so everybody else watch kitchen but a lot of times they'll just never they'll never even push that service entrance like it used to be Mm -hmm. a super common push and a super common montane push and part of it is you have to make sure on offense that you don't you don't want to be on montane because if you if you have the plan to play warden you want montane to be picked so that they try those smoke plants like you want them to do that so that you can kill them like that sounds stupid but that's what you actually want them to do right um and so that's part of the problem with that spot is it's like they start going kitchen it's like i'm I'm useless here and I'll I'll hit that hatch that goes over the main lobby and I'll also hit um kind of next to that main hatch you can hit like over the bathroom door so you can see like the door that goes from lobby into bathroom on the first floor and you have like a really good angle on that from above but it's it gets really hard to hold that position if they're pushing from that big barricade of penthouse it's, and um, they start pushing down bathroom hatch it's VIP that's over kitchen right VIP's over kitchen yeah so could, um, could you just do holes also over the kitchen window and like try to help? Hold I could, that? but then again, you're trying to run through Hall of Fame, you're trying to run through VIP, and you're trying right. to hold that whole thing as warden with a shotgun, and it's not, it's not feasible to do. It's too hard. And yeah. so what I, what I'm thinking about doing for the future is just forget that whole. And it helps to have you up there because it does stall them, right? Like they are like, okay, we have someone up here with all these holes. I think like, you need two people up there. It sounds like it's a two person strat. Yeah, maybe it's a two person strat. Um, but then again, it's still, you have the big window next to you in penthouse. That's just castle exists. to defend against. Castle does exist. This is true. <laughs> yeah, maybe we should try it with castle. Anyway, you have a castle man on your team. <laughs> anyway, it's, it's a hard hold to do as warden. And I think it might be a better hold to do is if you just sit in the like service, like straight back in between kitchen and service, sit there with a deployable shield, kind of like next to the bomb and then just 
have someone put like a ADS on you. And so mm. you can just kind of hold that spot. You don't even have to peek this kitchen service entrance because if they're going to plant, yeah. you're there. Like you don't have to peek just, it. You just sit there and wait. And then if they start pushing kitchen, you're there too because if they throw smokes in kitchen, I'm here to help. Like it's not like I'm useless upstairs. Um, okay, I'm going to blow your mind, but I'm going to wait for, for my spotlight. Okay. Um, but I think it would be more useful to have warden down on objective with like an MPX instead and have someone else upstairs roaming the second floor and slowing them down. Like, okay, we have a guy upstairs that can come down cool vibes or come down lobby stairs. Cause as a warden, I'm not roaming up there. I'm, I'm up there to defend a plant spot instead of like, I'm not roaming and I've barricaded all this stuff off to try to get myself room. And so it makes it harder for someone else to roam the second floor and be dangerous from up there. So I think what I might start doing is just put the deployable shield, just play a more simple, uh, and that's a simpler prep phase. It's not as like obvious because they have all the holes where they're like, okay, someone's obviously up there. And so it really helps to like, you can hold the spot still yeah. successfully. Yeah. Um, but yeah, big, biggest tip for Warden, don't try to just play them on any site. Try to play them on the sites where you know smokes go down frequently. Cash is another one that I didn't mention. I don't play him frequently on Cash, but that's another site that those walls are open. They'll smoke and try to plant the default plant spot. Mm-hmm. And it's helpful to have a warden there. Um, and I've ever tried just like, MPX, but... have you ever tried just like waiting in a corner, like just like right in front of the doorway where the, like where they would normally smoke and plant? So like they smoke, they walk up. You're just like in the corner that they walk past as they walk through the doorway, and you just like are able to see them. Has he ever tried anything silly like that? I mean, I kind of did it the one round where they had smoked. They had smoked the service entrance once and I killed one guy and then I went to that corner and I just kind of sat there. Yeah, and yeah. It kind of worked. Because the, the smoke covers your entrance to the corner. Yeah, because yeah, the smoke covers you. That's And that's a big thing too is you have to realize like they have smoke. They can't see you either like unless they have glass but like likely they can't see you either so you can go there with your warden and you're like pretty safe and then you can use the smoke to get yourself to a better spot where yeah. they're just not going to expect you because you're in the smoke. Right. Um. But no, I don't. I don't normally just try to wait because you don't. You don't want to just. And you don't want to put yourself into a position where it's like if they see you there, there's nothing you can do. Like you're stuck, and you just want to. You want to be in a safer position where you can peek something, mm-hmm. as when you want to keep yourself safe. But yeah, just don't don't play them on random sites. Play them on the sites where you know they're going to smoke. And maybe sites that you just you don't know how to defend. But that's my warden spotlight. That's warden. He can be very very good when he when smoke gets out. It's very exciting when you see smoke. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like every time, <laughs> every time that happens when you're playing Ward, you're like, "Oh, guys, I smoke, I smoke, I smoke!" <laughs> you're just like so excited to use it. <laughs> yeah, uh, exciting. Yeah, it is cool. Um, I, one thing that's interesting about Warden is I think that he was under development in a time where Siege was different, where Blitz was very powerful and Glass was very powerful, um, and so they developed warden and then by the time he actually came into the game glass had been nerfed to like where nobody picked him anymore and blitz have uh let's see what changed with blitz he his number of flashes got nerfed and then he got like a cooldown yeah cooldown and all that stuff so like uh oh his ads time also right changed time was nerfed so like yeah, Blitz has become he's I mean, he can still be like kind of a problem sometimes, but he's not what he used to be. And so like and I don't know exactly what the timeline is there, but I know that by the time Warden came in, they were not where they were. And so suddenly, yeah, it's like he just wasn't as, as interesting as maybe he could have been. But yeah, when when he comes into play. 
So is that pretty much cover warden then? Yeah, that's my warden spotlight. Okay, so I am spotlighting Dr. Elena Maria Alvarez, also known as Mira. That's the girl that creates everyone's gadgets, apparently. Mira. A ver esas caras bonitas. Yeah, let me go into this little random piece of trivia. For those of you who don't like read the operator backgrounds and everything, which is us. <laughs> so for those of you who like us, uh, I just I went through and I like read some of the background and stuff and read some stuff off the wiki. And I was interested to learn that according to Harry, Mira has an ongoing rivalry with Ash. Did you know about this? No. Yeah, they have a rivalry that's documented in their in their like dossiers. So in Mira's evaluation of Ash, she wrote this. She wrote, if there's another counter besides Jaeger's active defense system, I'll find it. In the meantime, one strategy that works pretty well is knowing that Miss Kick in the Door tends to get caught up in her own hype and rush ahead without enough intel. Which is like, it's like, it's funny on two levels because it's like a dig at like Ash players, but also like, oh, Mira hates Ash and doesn't, doesn't respect that she's quote unquote Miss Kick in the Door. Yeah, <laughs> which is funny. And then she says, my examination of the M120 Krem, which is uh, Ash's gadget, provided some solid insights. Plus, it was fun. Ash seemed worried that I might mess with it. I don't need to flip switches on her gear to win. So, so like, they, they apparently, like, have a pretty serious rivalry, um, which, which is kind of, like, just funny trivia. Yeah. Um, anyway, on to Mira. So... Everybody knows her loadout is the Vector 45 ACP, which has 23 base damage. Um, and then she has the ITA 12L, which is uh, the same shotgun as Jackal, 50 base damage shotgun. And then sure, uh, secondaries are, I don't remember what the pistol one was, but she has the ITA 12S, which is the pocket shotgun. If you're using the pistol, then you're silly. Um, well, well, like one super interesting thing was that the ITA 12S has a base damage of 80. And I got to look this up to be sure. I think it's either 70 or 80. 12S. 70 yeah. has a base damage 70. of 70. Okay, base damage of 70 compared to the 12L, which is like the actual full shotgun, has 50 base damage. So in theory, the, the 12S is actually a stronger shotgun. Um, obviously, there's a difference in spread and, and effective range Drop and everything. Off, but like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But like if, if, if somebody's like right in front of you and like you would rather have the ITA 12S, the pocket shotgun, compared to her primary shotgun, which is very interesting. Uh, I wonder if anybody runs two shotguns on Mira because that'd, that'd be kind of funny. <laughs> I, I mean, I've done it on accident before with some operators where like you pick the shotgun on on uh, your primary for some reason, and then you like yeah. switch to your secondary. Like, oh, uh oh, you're like <laughs> now I have two. Now I have my long range shotgun and my short range shotgun. Um, but yeah, so like obviously you should be using the vector on her. It's like a really great gun, like we were saying before. Um, it's just it's just like a headshot climber. It's like it's this auto headshot gun where like you just because like I tend to aim for center body mass more than I aim for headshots, um, unless like obviously if I if I have time to aim, then I'll go for the headshot. But like if it's just like a quick encounter, it's like I'll just go for body shots because I just I'm not likely to hit the headshot. Uh, and so with Mira specifically, it's really cool because it just like floats right up to their head like instantly. Um, mm -hmm. It's a really great gun. Um, what I thought was really interesting is I was like looking into her more and like looking on the wiki and everything is that she's like she's always been powerful right like since the beginning she was yeah. always like a really good operator and i think she's one of those operators like that i really love it's like is good but is not like frustrating to deal with or anything and like she does get banned a lot because she is like 
she's really good. And like, sometimes it's hard to clear out her spots or whatever, but like, I don't feel like she's OP in any way. Um, and it was interesting to see that like, she's had almost no changes since, uh, since she was released. So in October of 2018, the vector recoil was slightly reduced. So she actually got better. And then in September of 2019, um, her shield was replaced with the barbed wire, and that's when shields were reworked. So they didn't give her basically two additional mirrors. They they gave her uh, barbed wire instead. Then just barely uh, in March of 2020, the vector damage was buffed to 23 from 21. Um, I think that probably was more to help Goyo than it was to help Mira, but she benefited from that. Um. And then in Steel Wave, obviously, they just came out a few weeks ago. Her proximity alarm replaced the barbed wire. So other than that, and assuming that the wiki is not like way off, she hasn't had any like major changes. Um, yeah. And which, people have recently complained about this. I've seen like the TTS comments will show you like how some people are what people are mad about. So they'll like comment on the TTS like still nothing about Mira, even though she's like the most banned operator on on attack. It's like on defense. It's like. Well, because she's fine. <laughs> yeah, she's fine. It's fine. Like, she's powerful, but <laughs> like, don't worry about it. She's fine. Um, yeah, I just think she's really good. Um, I don't want to like spend too much time going to like specific spots that like I like to use Mira because I think they're all like pretty well documented. And like, if you play this game enough or watch any pro league or whatever, you kind of just know the default spots. Like, nobody really is getting too creative with Mira spots these days. Um. And especially because like it's not a thing that you can like be like sneaky about, right? You can't like, oh, I put the sneaky mirror window here, and they never saw it, and I got everybody. It's like it's the, wherever you put the mirror window, they know where it is. Uh, so you just have to kind of put it in like the default spots. Obviously, um, I will say some of my favorite spots to use her um, is uh, bank. Like obviously, that bank basement spot is really great. Um, I like to play her on uh, consulate garage a lot. And uh, what was the other one? I thought I wrote these down, but now I don't see it. Um, what's the other one that I played, Mira? House basement? No, I do want to talk about house basement. It's another basement one. But anyway, um, let's talk about the house basement thing. So we came up with this, like, really, we think it's really good. We haven't, like, really put it to the test yet, unfortunately, because house isn't in ranked. So we don't get to play house as much as we would like to. But we we gave it like a a small test when we had the twenty four seven house. So in house basement, um, it's uh, it's really a stretch to defend kind of like the back half of the basement, the laundry half, and the gym half, and like the front half, uh, the garage is kind of just like just have have two guys defend that, and the other three guys are managing this other side. But so the idea is, <clears throat> um. You put a mirror window at the bottom of the main stairs, like the treehouse stairs that go from top to bottom, right? So at the bottom of those stairs, mirror window looking right onto it, obviously you can just spray anybody who's trying to come down those stairs. And then to help along with that, you put a castle barricade on each door at the bottom of those stairs. So they can't go into laundry room, they can't go into gym without having to break through this castle first. And obviously they have to get past your mirror as well. And then on top of that, you put a Malusi Wubwub down like at, when you're coming down the stairs just on the left side on the wall so like it's not in a place it's easy to clear with an ash or anything like you'd have to like just be standing in front of this mirror window to do it um and it'd be like really tricky to do so you kind of like shut down that whole entrance right um and that you can basically do that with like just those gadgets with the castles and with the malusi and and then mira and the one mira person sitting there um and you can pretty much shut down that whole entrance so then it's just about defending the garage door 
that like garage hallway door, whatever. And then the, uh, the mudroom, um, where I guess it's called depot is the, the official Correct. call out. We and, call it mudroom. Yeah. Um, obviously kitchen stairs are, are another thing. So, so the other part of the strategy is castle, castles up the kitchen stairs at the top and then castle does the reinforcements on the hatches and he just kind of roams up top to try to keep that clear or at least you have a warning that they're coming and then malusi she puts a um a wub wub in the depot slash mudroom kind of at the back wall so in order to get rid of it they either need an explosive or they have to like cross the doorway and then she just plays in gym i forget which what we did with the other malusi gadget i think we, maybe we put it somewhere in the front side in the garage or something yeah, i don't remember help the other guys out and then you'd have two guys playing in the front and that could be whatever right probably like a jaeger and maybe like a bandit bandit tricking or something but who you could have whoever in there um and then and then you open up rotations right so like you do the regular rotation on that corner of a garage that goes into like the shower and gym which is a good rotation and then you open a rotation at the bottom of kitchen stairs so like just to the right of your mirror window you'd have a hole there and obviously you're depending on castle to make sure that nobody's going to rush you down there but like when you have that safety of the castle door at the top and a roamer up top and then a Malusi playing the gym, then that's a fairly safe thing. And now you have a way to like move around a lot easier. And then a third rotation over underneath the kitchen stairs uh, that goes into garage. So from laundry room to garage, open that up. And now you have like a full circle of rotations where you can move all the way around the sites without being in danger of like regular angles on doorways and stuff. Um, so we did that like a couple of times and it worked really well. We didn't like get to play it enough to like, really test it out but i would be interested to see other people trying this thing out and seeing how it works um and it's just like it was interesting to see how well we could get mira and uh castle and melissa to work together and just like really shut something down yeah i mean you um, get like castle and mira together and you <laughs> you can be really powerful it funnels them and then you have a mirror window right uh, chalet right. is that the other one that you were thinking of oh yeah yeah chalet yeah i love doing the the classic mirror on chalet is like it's really great um okay so combos and synergies with mira like there's the obvious ones there's bandit kaid uh mute jaeger i think malusi is one that's like possibly underrated because you can like you know slow them down as they're trying to cross uh your your mirror spots right like if if there's a doorway or something that like that you can see and you just put this Malusi gadget like just inside the doorway where they might not even see it. And they try to like, sprint across and all of a sudden they're slowed down and you can catch them where maybe before you wouldn't have been able to things like mm-hmm. that. Um, uh, and then I think a warden combo might be underrated, right? So like you're talking about playing this, uh, the service entrance on coastline. If you just put that classic mirror there and then have warden behind the mirror where he can see through smoke, you know, like that could be really, really good. Um, Cause I think like a, yeah. a, a, a popular way to deal with Mira is just smoke, right? Just trying to smoke oh. and, and pass it or Especially put it in front of capital, everybody. Just capital yeah, yeah, yeah. the mirror window. Yeah. And so if you have a, a warden to combo with that, I think that could be like a lot more powerful maybe than, than people give it credit for. Um, yeah. Also, proximity alarms are also obviously new to the game, and Mira has them. Uh, so, prox alarms I think are super cool with Mira. Obviously, a nitro is like a really, really good Mira tool, but like prox alarms are really cool because now you can just put this on a hallway or a doorway behind you that you're worried about, and and suddenly it, it kind of opens up a lot more options for Mira in a way where like 
there might be mirror spots that maybe aren't super safe because there's a doorway behind you or something. But if you can just get a prox alarm back there that's going to alert you that somebody's there, then uh, then you can play those spots and, and you just got to be careful to listen for it, right? Yeah. Um, so like, yeah, I think that's a really good addition to our kit. Yeah, I think um, with this is slightly off topic, Amira, but prox alarms, honestly, one of the best ways, like you always, you kind of have a spot where you want one of them. You should just always save the second one. Like, literally always because you just never know like okay they dropped the kit somewhere i have a prox i can put on it or right. they've pushed this weird angle and now i have to hold this other weird angle and it's a really bad spot for me but i have a prox to watch my back yeah and it's like you, you put too many around first of all like you put let's say you put two somewhere it's like you hear them going off and then it gets to a point where it's like i know my team has prox alarms but i have no idea like <laughs> i hear one going off i don't know what that means <laughs> yeah you just you hear them going off all the time and it's like in some ways it just kind of scares the attackers a little bit but like mm. but it, there's like when everybody has them like so many people have them now and everybody's choosing them right now because they're new and so like they're just all over the place and it becomes kind of useless also if you if you have one and you only put one down when you get the alert you know exactly where it is as opposed to having to like remember okay wait where did i put both of them and what's more likely that they are you know like you just have the one right um it's in a lot of ways it's more useful that way um, um did you talk about outback um games you like that one too don't you oh yeah i do like outback games uh i like games and i like also uh party room um I, like outback games is obviously like a uh obvious one but like party room is i feel like i don't see a ton of mirrors there like it happens for sure but i feel like party room is really good because it's like um you think you can see approaches from so many different sides angles like as long as you have somebody covering kind of that 90 corner in your back next to like the the air conditioning or whatever that place is the what do you call it the uh utilities or whatever um as long as you have somebody kind of covering back covering shark oh yeah yeah Yeah. then then you're good but yeah like games room obviously is really really good um and what we'll do there a lot of times is just set up a pre-nitro under a bowl and so you just go down into the kitchen and there you just throw a nitro and it's going to be right behind the bowl and people push the bowl every freaking single round, like without mm-hmm. fail, every round. And I can't tell you how many kills I've gotten that are pre-placed nitros on that bowl. So combine that with Mira where you can just like stand there and watch it and like maybe even wait for like two people to get behind it or something. <laughs> and yep. and it, it makes for easy kills. And then of course you still have a Mira set up in a great spot, right? So yeah. Yeah, that's a really, really good one. Yeah, like I, I think the mirror windows, like those random C four spots, a lot of the times they work better in like spots where people just aren't expecting you to play mirror. Like part part of the problem is like mirrors banned all the time, right? And so it's like right on the sites where on the times where mirror isn't banned, it's usually a map where mirror is not as good, so you don't really want to pick mirror. But it's like mm-hmm. you pick her and you put her in this random spot, and people are like, "What in the world is a mirror window?" And they're just not expecting a C four trap. Yeah, and it gets to a point too. Like you play higher ranks, people just aren't really expecting you to do silly c4 traps because most of the time you're going to hear a c4 and you're not going to step on it and so it's like gets to a point where people just don't expect it and so but you yeah, you'd be that. surprised how often people fall for it just like because like through a floor i just don't think you can hear very well you know especially yeah. when like you're you're punching windows and you're strafing and shooting and stuff like you just don't hear hear it that well and it's pretty easy to get kills that way um do you ever do you ever play her sorry continue in a second do you ever play her on uh canal third floor command center no Control center no what would you want to do there i don't know, like maybe mirror windows on like i don't know if 90 would be One powerful like, or not but like putting them like back in the set the other objective not like the main one but that side one 
and like the green and, like, objective down, yeah looking down like the third floor sky bridge by like printer like looking down printer like, and like maybe uh, one I think on that's 90. a hard wall I, I think that's an unbridgeable wall, wall over there there are yeah there, on there's the one, one soft wall that's like yeah but the one that I'm, looks like all the way down the hall i'm pretty sure yeah is that's hard right yeah. yeah but the other one i mean you could i don't know yeah, I don't know. yeah so here's like the weird thing about mira with like just my history with her is um that so like i when she first came out i played her a ton like a lot um and i really really liked her i think you were were you on your mission at that time i was gone yeah yeah um but yeah like i played her a lot and i really really liked her um but then what happened was like everybody liked her so like everybody started playing her right and so uh, I didn't get to play like like especially like in our squad even uh, people wanted to play her a lot so um, I kind of dropped off playing her as much as I wanted to just to let other people to play which also kind of made me upset because a lot of the people in our squad that would play her were not as good as I am and didn't understand the maps as well as I did and so they were like doing really stupid stuff with Mira or like not using her effectively and it was just like why don't you just let me play Mira and you can play somebody stupid <laughs> you know but yes um but I, 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 you know, I'm a nice guy, so I let him play Mira, and I dealt with it. I didn't say Mira mine, and nobody got team killed. But um, so yeah, like I, I like kind of just dropped off playing her, and then that on top of the fact that um, she's always banned and ranked, right? So it's just like I just yeah. stopped playing her a lot, um, and then and then like it got to the point where like there was newer maps that I had never really played with her before, so I didn't really know the spots and everything. Um, so I just kind of like stopped playing her, but then like I was. And like as I started playing her more, preparing preparing for this spotlight, like it was a lot of fun. <laughs> I had a ton of fun playing Mira. I think I'm gonna yeah. pick her up a lot more. And I went back and looked at my stats. I have eleven and a half hours played on Mira, which I know isn't a lot, but that's enough to have like a decent statistical representation, right? Uh, win loss one point five, KD one point three eight. So I'm fairly good when I'm playing Mira, and I feel like I should be playing that more. Uh, like I don't really have anybody else that's that has similar stats. I like, I have a few random ones that like my doc for some reason is really good, but I think that's cause it's all from like early, early days when we were better yeah. than most people. Um, we were better than most people. We were, we, we still are. We're better. We're better than everybody. We just, <laughs> let's be honest. Yeah. <laughs> we just, we're actually the we best at the game. We just don't want everybody to feel bad. So we just tone it down. Um, yeah, my so my warden stats. I've I have eight hours of warden played, one point two nine win loss, and one point oh three KD. So that's pretty good, and that's that's ranked play. Like yeah, I, that's almost all ranked play, and that's all like new siege. That's not from the beta days or yeah, when yeah, it had yeah. just gone when we were a lot better or, than most people. We were playing like copper players, right? So this uh, yeah, is yeah, and that's the thing about my mirror stats. And, yeah, a lot of my mirror stats are probably made in bronze and silver so like it's a little bit inflated there um because i think even when i was at that rank i was i was playing with a squad that wasn't very good so i was a lot better than those people but um let's see what okay we have to say about tachankira so if you haven't like listened to a lot of our uh, episodes then you may not have heard about tachankira if you've been with us all along you definitely know but we're just real quick going to break down what tachankira is so obviously the tachanka mira combo it's surprisingly good like it it's not you know like you wouldn't necessarily bring it to platinum play on ranked but it's like you can get a surprising amount of success out of just like spicing it in there every once in a while right it's it's like a spice you don't use it all like a lot of it at once 
you just you just dash it in there a little bit and it can make things better. So Tachankira is Tachanka with Mira. It works really great in two spots that we know of. And I'd be I would love to hear everybody else's Tachankira spots. But our spots are bank basement. There's the classic mirror window um in you know looking into uh CCTV objective. Um you just you bust that thing open and you put Tachanka right behind it and he's almost impossible to shoot because he's got his shield and he can just waste people trying to get in there um and just like completely hold that corner. So it's it's a, a surprisingly good um good trick, you know, and then it works really well too if you have like a roamer up top that's like uh just waiting for them to be focused on Tachanka and then Tachanka just makes a bunch of noise while Jaeger pushes down the blue stairs and kills everybody, right? Yeah. Um so that's a great one. And then the other one that's like surprising because it's just like a random objective is tellers and bathroom objective on border. So that's like the objective nobody ever picks because it's awful. Uh, it's yep. got that like soft wall that they can breach and there's like no angles on it and they can just pretty much just walk in and plant. Um, but you, you just, you put up. So like where those soda machines are in the back of tellers, there's the window next to the soft walls. So that window, people every single time without fail will walk up to that window and just punch it and like without droning or anything, they'll just walk up and punch it. So straight across from that window, there's um, a doorway and then across that, the walls into uh, workshop. And so you just, you reinforce that wall into workshop and you put a mirror window on it, put Tachanka right behind it. And then you kind of have to protect Tachanka in the back there because it's not a very safe room. There's like a lot of places for people to come. So you kind of have to like seal up some more stuff and maybe have a guide help them out. But you have Tachanka just set up looking on that window slash that soft breach um, entry point. And almost always you'll just land a kill on the guy that walks up and punches the window. And then also you just hold down that spot that they can't walk in and plant like they wanted to. Um, so that like, I'm not saying this is a pro strat. I'm just saying it's a strat that works. Uh, more than it should so it's worth trying out it works because people don't expect it and so people don't go against it very often so you talk about it and people are like well obviously you just do this it's like okay well they're not but nobody's for planning that. for it yeah nobody's yeah. planning for tachanka hero that's the so thing they're not they're not picking the capital because they're planning on tachanka being behind a mirror window like right. they're not ready for that so yeah it, it can be beat but nobody's prepping for that that's the whole point yeah <laughs> um, um also, the ace trick, which we mentioned recently, just really quick what that is, is like if somebody tries to breach a wall with an ace, if they throw it at, at kind of just the right spot, you just let the first one or two holes go as Mira, and then and then you you can crouch and put up a Mira window to stop the the next one, um, and it'll that will completely stop the ace charge, and now you've got a hole in a reinforced wall above a Mira window. So it's kind of like what people will do sometimes with a soft wall where they just put a crouch mirror window and then they'll like stand up to shoot people. Um, instead of doing that, now you've got a hard wall. Obviously you can't set this up, but if, if it happens to be an ace thing, now you've got a hard wall that you're safe behind with a mirror window that you can just stand up and shoot people. And that's really effective. Yeah. Um, so there's that also. Okay. Uh, I should have started with this. This is my bad. I should have led with this, but just like basic tips for people who maybe don't play mirror a lot or whatever. Number one, always, uh, first of all, always use your pocket shotgun. Don't ever use the pistol. And then with your pocket shotgun, before you lay your mirror wall and before you reinforce, blow open holes right where the mirror window is going to be um, with your shotgun. And then what that does is when you put the mirror window up, it like it blasts out the wall, right? 
but when it does that it doesn't like get all the wall around the edges of the of the frame of the window and so if you if you open the hole yourself first with your shotgun that gives you like a wider field of view that like it kind of gets rid of this debris that's otherwise kind of blocking your field of view a little bit and then also make sure you prep your your hole to the side of the window that you're planning to shoot through. You should never be putting mirror windows up on like a double reinforced wall, like all reinforced wall that doesn't really give you anything other than maybe a little bit of Intel. If you want to actually use it effectively, you need to do one reinforced wall next to a soft wall so that you can strafe and shoot people. And then on that soft wall, give yourself a, a pre-prepped little hole there. Cause you don't want to be trying to shoot people with the vector through soft walls. Cause obviously the vector doesn't do a lot of damage as it is. Um, one thing I've been trying with the vector recently and I'm really liking it is because it like it's recoil is already so easy to control. Like you don't really need a compensator or a flash hide or anything like that. I just use the extended barrel because it, it does 23 base damage and that goes down to, I think it was 17, um, at max range, which obviously you're not shooting people at max range very often, but, um, you know, if they are farther distant, it's nice to be able to maintain that damage for a longer, longer distance. So the extended barrel, I think, is actually pretty good on the vector, whereas I don't really use that with anything else. Um, another like random pro tip. Go ahead. You don't put the extended barrel on the UMP. No, really? Should I? Yeah, I, I, have, I actually I don't know what I. Kick. Maybe I do. I actually don't even know what I have on my UMP. Probably a compensator, just because it's default. Anyway, maybe I'll try that. Um, another like random pro tip is like, you don't necessarily have to play your own windows. A lot of times it can be better for another person to play your windows. Like we were talking about warden, that could be something, but even just like a rook who has an ACOG, sometimes that can be way better than Mira trying to play her own windows or just somebody who has a higher damage gun, you know, like obviously the MP5 does more damage than, than, uh, than the vector. So a rook back there. Like he, I mean, he's already done his job, right? He's already got the armor out to everybody. There's no reason that Mira specifically has to be on the window. So, like, if you're working with a team, don't like constrain yourself to necessarily be on the window because it might be better to have somebody else there, depending on the situation. Um, yeah. I think that's pretty much it as far as like basic tips and stuff. So, I don't know. Do you have anything else to add for Mira? No, not really. I think. I think that's another one where you want to kind of learn where the mirror spots are before you just start playing her on, on sites. Like these two operators are very site specific and very important on what site you're playing them on. Yeah. And your positioning is literally everything with both of them. And so you want to learn spots before you just start. I mean, quick match play them in quick matches and stuff, but before yeah. you just, it's not, neither of these operators, Warden or Mira are ones you just like, I know who to play. I'll pick Mira or I'll pick Warden. Like, right. Yeah. <laughs> no, Maybe don't not. do that. Um, yeah, not. I would they, say it, like, Mira is is definitely closer to somebody that could be a main, right? You could be a Mira main because she's she has good spots on just about every map, but like not on every objective. There's plenty of objectives where it's like eh, there's really no good spot for Mira here. I'd rather have you know anybody else on defense. Um, so de- like definitely know what spots you're playing around, and that's also what's been so great about casual telling you what where you're going to spawn. Finally, is like picking somebody like Mira, like. I just wouldn't pick her in casual because I didn't know where I was going to be and she could be totally useless. And now I'm a freaking one speed on a like, uh, worth with no gadget utility, right? Yeah. Uh, so that freaking sucks. But yeah, uh, Mira is really great. I would just search before, like if you're wanting to pick up Mira for the first time, I would definitely just do YouTube search for like best Mira spots and make sure it's a fairly recent video with like the updated maps and everything. And yeah, uh, yeah that, that's a really good place to start. And from there, you're like, it's just being like learning how to play it and then you're good. 
All right. Uh, that's it for Spotlights this time. Let us know in the podcast feedback and discussion channel who you'd like to hear Spotlights on next. I don't know when exactly we're going to do one, but um, let us know and we'll make sure to keep note of that so that it comes up soon. If you want to check out uh, some of our other Spotlights, we have a list of those, I think, in our, our uh, podcast facts channel. Yeah. Yeah. In the podcast facts channel, we have a list of all the Spotlights we've done so far. Uh, we've done what? Uh, let me see. I'll give you a quick count. 23. We've done 23 spotlights so far. So you can go back and listen to those if you missed some of those. Ryan can count to 23 a lot faster than I can. I have a spreadsheet, which okay counts That's... for me. Okay. I don't actually know how to count. We're going to skip list of questions this week because we did the Discord oh, discourse. Which... I don't want oh, to. Ryan. You're stupid. Uh, <laughs> we did the Discord First discourse, question obviously, comes from... <laughs> which obviously involved um, some of the community. And then to add the questions onto this episode, it's already kind of long. We don't want to over override you. You know. First question comes from me, Chris. Why do you hate our community? Uh, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> but put your questions in the podcast, and we will answer them um, next time. Hey, we should also mention. That next episode, we are going to um, have some guests join us. So our buddy Mythic, uh, who has uh, been a part of the Unreal community for a long time. Uh, we met him through the community. And then also Boopsy, who was formerly Evan Sanders, right? Yeah. Um, in our community. Evan Equinox is, is their third co-host, who is just another uh, friend. Anyway, they have their own podcast um which is called hard stuck and so we're gonna have them guest here and you guys can meet them and then we're gonna hop over to their podcast on the next one so look forward to that next week uh it should be a really good time yeah it'll be a great time we're gonna talk about siege and what we like about siege what we don't like about siege and it's gonna be fun yeah ryan i think before one more announcement before 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 siege wednesdays i think is gonna be a thing oh yeah siege wednesdays Ah, I was going to say coming back for forever. We it's should we should definitely plug our channel. So, so follow us on Twitch and YouTube. I'm Ryguy W-R-Y-G-U-Y. and I am just slow with three O's. And we will be streaming Siege every Wednesday without fail. It will never miss. Always be there. We usually start around like eight Pacific, or maybe even early, maybe yeah. like seven, like seven, eight Pacific. It, yeah, is when we start. So I'm sorry, East Coast people. I know it's late, but forget who needs sleep. Come on. You don't even go to work these days. Nobody's working. Yeah, just that's true. Everybody just works from home. So it doesn't even matter. <laughs> anyway, um, Wednesday night no, siege a is a thing. Wednesday so night siege. And, and then we also fun. stream. Yeah, we usually stream Friday nights. And then usually like maybe once or twice throughout the week, just kind of randomly whenever we're playing. So it's a good time. Come hang out for Wednesday night siege. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at r 600 Uh And don't forget to check out Ma for free. Go to drinkma.com slash r6pod. That's drinkma.maw dot com slash r6 pod for your free ma chris are you still gonna be playing warden at our wednesday night siege or are you you fed up i mean i'll play him on the sites that i play him it's gotta be the right sites okay we need to we need to try some warden mira combos and see what we can get out of that because i think that could be better than the problem is he's got the mpx which is like i don't mind the mpx i play a I mean, it's bad. I, 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 I don't mind it i'll be the one playing him and i'm fine with it not cool. even worried. Well, then let's do that. I, I, I want to see more of what that combo can do. Uh, he has nitros, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. You could you could do some pre-placed nitros with him too. So you could do a mirror yeah. and a and a warden pre-placed nitro. I'm just mm. hesitant. I just I never play warden unless it's those three spots. 
like literally almost never. So, yeah. Well, I'm even on those spots. You can make it work, right? Yeah, I guess so. Okay, I'm I'm looking forward to that. I I always like this is something I really love about Siege is like like learning synergies and like and like making like two operators work together to achieve something that you couldn't on your own. Like I, I yeah. that's what I think is really interesting about this game, and that's for sure. super fun. For sure. Okay, so look forward to that next Wednesday. Come join us. Wednesday, two days from now. Join us. Watch us play Siege because we're going to play Siege, and we're going to hit platinum. We are. Yeah, I'm planning I didn't to. Know that. I didn't. Know I have that. to hit it. I've hit it every season since a little while ago. So it's like cool. two or three seasons ago. So I have to touch it. Well, Chris, I anyway. think you have one more thing to say. Um. Oh, I do. It's uh, just goodbye.